0: You're listening to Lucy Kellaway's podcast from the Financial Times.
1: For the first four days of last week, I kept a diary of my private thoughts and feelings whilst at work. The last time I did anything like this, I was 13. The result was banal and embarrassing, and I hid it from everyone. The latest effort is also banal and embarrassing, but this time I'm going to tell it to you in a minute. My aim is to undermine the newly popular management theory that says that happy workers are more creative and productive than miserable ones. This theory is supposedly proved by an article in the May edition of the Harvard Business Review in which 238 professionals were asked to keep daily diaries of their inner working lives. Two professors then poured over 12,000 entries and compared them with the quality of the work that the people had done. I've just conducted the same experiment on myself, and an analysis of my results points to a different conclusion. First, though, the raw data. Monday. Feeling quite perky by recent standards. Started writing my agony aunt column with enjoyment. Felt smug. Had long, gossipy lunch with a colleague. Lost momentum in the afternoon. Finished the column in a panic. Realised I'd forgotten to pick up my youngest son from school... "'Cycled home, feeling less smug. "'Tuesday. Slept badly. "'Slouched into work, feeling tired, flat and thoroughly out of sorts. "'Had conversation with tiresome colleague and decided I loathed him. "'Hardly had any emails, felt unpopular. "'Wrote some of the Martin Luke's column with distaste. "'Read the result and thought it laboured and unfunny. "'Decided I hated my job and contemplated retirement. "'Later at home, did some maths with my daughter... Felt oddly cheered up by simultaneous equations. Wednesday. Lovely ride to work in the sun. Feeling carefree. Looked over previous day's work and thought it not too bad. Finished column with satisfaction. Chatted to people. Had lunch with another colleague. We sat in the sun and moaned, which was nice. Emailed cheerfully. Frittered time. Day ends a little blank, but fine. Thursday. Slightly hungover. Almost no sleep. Headache, depressed, had pointless and bad-tempered email exchange with someone I like. Sat down to write this column, too wretched to want to talk to anyone, worked with dogged sense of purpose, though felt the result feeble beyond redemption. You may be feeling two things hearing this. First, that my experience is less significant than that of the 238 professionals. To this, I'd like to refer them to the pappy quality of their diary entries. Here's an example. My boss's boss came by, which was nice. He brought bottled water. Mine sounds like Virginia Woolf by comparison. A more serious objection is that my entries seem to support the theory that I'm trying to disprove. On my miserable days, Tuesday and Thursday, my work was bad too. The truth, though, is more complicated. For years, I've been monitoring my vacillating moods and the effect that they have on my work. When I'm glum, I invariably judge my work to be bad. When I'm cheery, I tend to think my work just fine. However, I'm a hopeless judge of what I do. Indeed, the columns that people have liked the best are often the ones that have been written in a mood close to despair, while many of the columns I've liked have fallen entirely flat. There are three reasons for this. When tired and unhappy, I have no energy for chatting. I'm grimly focused on what I'm doing. I'm much more prepared to take creative risks, too. If life seems already bad, what is there to lose? And the fact that I judge myself so harshly when down makes me try much harder. If I'm right, there are surely interesting management implications. Managers should concentrate on making us as miserable as they can. Actually, my diary doesn't quite show that. There are many kinds of bad feelings, and some of them are more productive than others. Mild depression may be good for work, but severe depression tends not to be good for anything at all. Bad moods generated not by existential angst but by cretinous managers and daft management initiatives are also unproductive. They simply make one think, why bother? My diary seems to imply that managers should hire professionals who are by nature somewhat neurotic and depressive. But even this isn't so because of something academics call emotional contagion. A happy mood spills over to others, and a miserable one does too. Reading my entries on Tuesday and Thursday, I can conclude that I wasn't helping the inner working life of those around me one little bit. There's only one incident in my diary that has any constructive messages for managers. Look at what I did on Tuesday. Notice how the maths cheered me up. This strikes a chord with the HBR survey, which found that workers were happier when they knew precisely what they were supposed to be doing and were allowed to get along with it. Ambiguity is bad, clarity is good. This explains why the equations were such bliss. I knew what I was meant to do, I had the tools to do it, and I got the numbers entirely, objectively, indisputably right.
0: Thank you for listening. To subscribe to this podcast, please go to www.ft.com forward slash podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the US, Coriant has experienced teams, who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com.